Welcome to the Life Exchange Podcast, where we give you practical solutions for self, community, and culture. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Most of us have heard this phrase, but in today's culture, it's rarely put into practice. In this episode, we'll talk about the power of the prophetic to pull out the gold in people to validate their identity and worth. Not subscribing to cruelty and cancel culture trends is one thing, but as believers, we can also ask the Holy Spirit to help us to counter that culture and be voices of heaven to the people around us. Now, without further ado, let's jump right into it. Hi, I'm Melody Hilton. And I'm Joel Hilton. And I'm Katie Stansfield. And today we have given you a bit of a clickbait title in how to be a gold digger. Uh, Obviously, we're not taking that in the direction that some of you may connect that phrase with. Um, But today we want to talk about how every human being holds inherent value. Every person who is made in the image and likeness of God, which is everyone, uh, holds value. And so we want to talk about today what our role is as believers, as sons and daughters of God, as brothers and sisters in Christ, and as uh, ones who are called to be a witness to the whole world of who Jesus is, how we can pull out that value in each one. So let's get into it. Well, one thing uh, before we really move forward in this, we must recognize that uh, we were made in the image and likeness of God. But without Christ, that beautiful process that he's ordained for us is not fully complete. And so whether a person is a believer or they're not, they hold value in the heart of God. That's why God so loved the world that he sent Jesus to pay the price so that we could be redeemed back to the heart of the Father. And so when we can look at a person through the eyes of the Father, we can be a part of that process to help them come to Jesus so God's original intent and purpose for them could be made manifested. Yeah, and in that that very familiar scripture, John three sixteen, mm-hmm. um, I all often in my mind I add the word whole world. God so loved the whole mm-hmm. world, and mm-hmm. it doesn't just say that He so loved certain ones. He actually uses the term world, the whole world uh, that He came for. So that tells us that He loves and has um, paid the price for every single person. And so that can really help shift our mindsets when we only want to cater towards or uh, spend our investment into certain ones uh, that he loved the whole world. That's right. And I just look at my past pre-Jesus life uh, and I love the scripture. It says, while we were enemies, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. while we were sinners, Christ died for us. Mm-hmm. And how grateful I am because I, I was in my own eyes, even then, uh, chief of sinners. And I was, you know, an enemy Mm -hmm. uh, to God, but he pursued me and he loved me and he valued me. And when I came to that point in my life where I said, God, if you're there, do something in my life. He he was like, oh, there she opened the door. I'm going to rush (laughs) in. I'm going to make the most of this opportunity because he really, his eyes were really on me even when I was an enemy to him. Yeah. Yeah, it's really moving. And I also love the scripture uh, where he talks about that God was not willing that any man should perish. Yes. That that blows my mind. And that challenges me when I'm seeing a person as not valuable. If my heart is to please my father's heart and it's not, it's his heart that no one should perish, 
that challenges me in my in the way I conduct my life and the way I conduct my attitude towards another person. My heart should always be that no one should perish. That then determines my behavior. Exactly. That determines my thought life towards them. If if I want to be in alignment with what he says and his thoughts towards another, then I really have to shift the way that I'm approaching really, them. Really, it's not our opinion about someone. It's God's opinion. Yeah. And yeah, so and, our belief has to align with heaven. And in verse 17, it says, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn yes. the world, yeah. but to save the world through him. I believe another version says, did not come to point it out an accusing finger. Mm-hmm. And, and I think sometimes the church has gotten into that mode where we're just looking at the world and saying, look at these sinners, how yeah. much they sin. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but God so loved the world that he gave. And if we cannot see the value in each person, mm-hmm. right? we're never going to pursue uh, the heart of God for them. Yeah, And, and I, I think a good question is, how how can we as believers begin to see the world around us yeah. through his eyes? Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think we can do that outside of him. I think no, we, have, obviously not. we have to go to him um, for that. And I think that's what, something that's so powerful about the prophetic um, is that when I am struggling, because I don't know about you, but I have encountered people I do every day where I think, <laughs> what are you doing? Why did you do that? I don't understand you. You're irritating me. All these things. People are messy and people do not always fit into our framework of how we would like our day to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. so um, I've had to do that over and over again is I've had to challenge myself to say, okay, God, I am struggling to see this person in any kind of good light right now. Show me one good aspect. And I've I've challenged myself even in the prophetic is if I'm in that situation, and I've even done this, if I'm in a room full of people, if I'm in a waiting room or um, somewhere where I'm just surrounded by people, I'll say, God, give me a prophetic word for each one of these people. And now I probably will never give these words, but what that's doing is training my spirit. It's mm-hmm. training my mind um, to think towards people the way that he thinks towards people. I guess this comes from my innovator mind, but anybody can really look at a situation and see the problem, yeah, right? So good. You know, I think a lot of times people think they're prophetic because they yeah. notice all the problems. Yeah, yeah. But I would say the prophetic is to find the solution yeah. in the midst of it. Yeah. So when we look at a person or we look at a situation, if all we can see is the negative, well, Congratulations. That's about 99% of the population can <laughs> yeah. do that. Yeah. You know, but what about the 1% that has the heart of God that can hear his heartbeat for the situation and actually find the solution and actually see the gold even mm-hmm. in the midst of the mess? I think that's that that is so much more prophetic than just seeing the problem because yeah. Just turn on the news and you can do that. Yeah. See, we when we can separate someone's intrinsic worth versus their actions. Mm -hmm. And so what we do a lot of times is we just see what we see action-wise, but we don't go past the what someone is doing to see why are they doing that. I did a lot of crazy things in my life because of things that took place in my life that brought fear, that brought torment, and I began to act out of woundedness and all those other things. And uh, I didn't know the truth about me. I didn't see God's heart towards me. And so if we can begin to see the why behind their what, then we will prophetically, we'll ask the Lord. I love the word, let's inquire of the Lord. 
Lord, I want to I want to hear your heart on this situation. Yeah. I want to see past their actions to see how you see them. And you know, he will show us. Yeah. He will allow us our hearts to be broken for the broken, our hearts to to grieve for the loss of others and and see past the what to the why. Yeah. And I think that uh is pretty idyllic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because um but well, it takes intentionality. It does. Yes. That, that's what I, I mean. It's like, you know, just in your day-to-day, you're not getting that deep about things. You're just living your life, dealing with people, doing the best you can. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it really is an intention to begin to see see someone, ask the Lord, you know, ask those questions. It's taking that pause and saying, okay, I'm mm-hmm. practicing this. I'm a big one on that word, practice. Um, we're we're working out our salvation. Um, and so it's something we have to be very pointed with when I'm meeting with someone. I've been I've been studying out the love chapter and my goodness, if you want to be challenged mm-hmm. in your in your walk with God and your walk with people, study out love um, because it is not easy. It is so hard. Uh, love is patient. We could just stop with that one and be challenged. Um, but the more you study out God's heart and God's intentions, I believe God's intentions for every single one of us, uh, He it holds, it, it's good. He sees the good in us. And so if I can um, stop and say, God, I'm seeing what they're doing. I want to see what your intention is for that person. I want to see what your heart is. I want to see what your calling, your purpose is for that person. And then how can I tap into that and help them to see it and help them to walk that out? I think the Word of God where it talks about all the gifts and all the things, you know, that we can have or we can covet. He said, but what I want you to covet is prophecy mm-hmm. because simple prophecy, prophecy is edification, exhortation, and comfort. Yeah, It's not an exposure. It's, it's seeing that gold in that person. And how can I edify them? How can I encourage them? How can I comfort them? And I don't, I'll tell you, you don't have to point out what someone's doing wrong. Hey, when I was doing wrong before Christ, I knew I was doing wrong. Yeah. I didn't need someone to point it out. I needed someone to look past that and see some value in me. And I experienced that from one little old lady, and she refused to get condemn me. She refused to judge me. She didn't validate what I was doing, but she she just wanted to reach out and love me and value me. And the fact was, she was edifying me. She was exhorting me. She mm-hmm. was being prophetic when she probably didn't even know what prophetic was, because yeah. the very nature of the prophetic builds up a person. Yeah. I think it can also take being stubborn about that sometimes with people. I don't know if you've ever talked to someone and you say something good about them and they get angry with you <laughs> because it it's going against what they've heard so many so times. True. The narrative, the things that they have been taught, the things that they've thought about themselves for years and years and mm-hmm. years. If you throw something contrary at that webbing, it doesn't stick um, because it's not, it's, it's, totally contradictory to what they believed for many years. And sometimes saying that one good thing, you're going to get an ugly response. And that might just be why, because it's so unfamiliar to their grid um, that it takes repeat after repeat after repeat after repeat um, with a, a faith that that there really is uh, that good attribute inside of them. 
And then, you know, we're transformed by the renewing of your mind. The more you hear something, the more you're going to think about it, the more you're going to believe it, the more you're going to be transformed into that thing. Because the more we hear truth, the more it shifts what we believe. And one thing that I always do is because I came from such a sordid background (laughs) that I'm able to say, you know, I used to believe that about me too. And so I try to relate. I try to be transparent. Uh, It's like, I'm not telling them what to think. I'm sharing with them my own experience. We relate and we connect. And I said, but let me tell you what the truth is. Mm -hmm. And this is what I learned about me. And this is what I see in you. And I don't tell somebody like that, oh, this is what I believe God's saying about you. I just uh, communicate them communicate to them through what is the father's heart towards them. Yeah. And and believe for it repeatedly. Yeah. Uh if they hear it long enough, they'll start believing. But even if they their mind bucks it, the the bottom line is they still love to hear it. Yeah. They need to hear it. Yeah. And and so whether somebody can receive it right away or not, we need to be givers of that. I think sometimes also that, you know, with the prophetic, people see that on the large scale, like prophecy over nations or mm-hmm. governments mm-hmm. or things. But my challenge is, if we're a prophetic people, we should be prophetic wherever we go. Exactly. So how can how can someone be more prophetic just in their day-to-day life? You know, what what is the nature of prophecy? Uh, because... If we if we go around condemning everything, I, I I just don't know if that's the heart of God. Yeah. Yeah. So how can we stir that gift up with inside of us? You know, even in the world around us, not necessarily on a large scale, because I think maybe this might not be popular, but I I think those are for a few people mm-hmm. <laughs> to mm-hmm. be able to handle that. Um, so how can we, as you know, the day to day believer? functioning the prophetic to the world around us and and ensure the true heart of prophecy. I mean, that's where I believe we inquire the Lord. And what you said earlier, Katie, this takes intentionality. Mm-hmm. But if we really want to honor our God, if we really want to build the kingdom of God, we will intentionally, uh, when we get in situations, look past things and say, and inquire the Lord, Lord, what do you see here? And um, it might not be, quote unquote, our human nature, but it has to become our spiritual nature. Mm-hmm. Because if it doesn't, are we really impacting our world for good? Are we going into the world with some good news? All yeah. right. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I think it is our proving ground. If God can't trust me, in a hospital waiting room or at a restaurant with the waitress. If God can't trust me to carry his heart in those simple little situations, and then I expect him to give me some big major platform that's mm-hmm. going to change the world. Yeah. Uh, no, the fact is I've got to be willing to do the little things and all those little things build up, build uh, his trust in me. He yeah. loves me unconditionally, but God's looking for a people that he can trust to represent him on the earth. And I I think if we're not willing to do the little things, God really can't trust us with the big things. Yeah. I would say, firstly, um, you need to know that if you have received Jesus and his spirit is inside of you, that you can hear the voice of the Lord. Yes. Um, that is not always understood 
And sometimes you look at someone who's been doing it a long time and you say, oh, I want to get to where they are. Um, But really, you have to know that if you have Jesus, if you have his spirit inside of you, you can hear the voice of the Lord. And then it's learning what that can look like. Yeah. So uh, if you have this idea that that means you're going to hear actual words um, come down from heaven, you're probably not going to hear him that way most of the time. It happens occasionally people will hear an audible voice of the Lord, but most of the time it's a still small impression in your spirit. Um, You can, some people see pictures in their mind. Some people hear words in their heart. Some people feel a feeling. Um, It comes in many different ways. And so it's learning um, how to to hear that, that voice of the Lord Um, And then it's practicing. And so one way you can practice is asking the Lord, okay, Lord, give me a word for this person. And then a lot of the times when you're first practicing this, you're going to say, well, that's just my mind because you're learning the difference between your regular thought life and a spirit thought, a, a thought that's from his heart. And so when you're asking and you have a thought, okay, then take that thought and say, okay, does this align with who God is? Does this align with his word? So this takes study, this takes practice, but it's it's pretty simple the more you do it. Um, and so you'll begin to learn, okay, well, yes, that aligns with the word of God. So if the thought that you had th- towards someone, you just heard the thought I uh, that they're loved. Okay, well, you could say, well, that's just my mind. Okay, well, does that align with what God says? Mm-hmm. Are, does God love them? Yes. Then you're pretty safe. <laughs> you're pretty safe that that is God's thought about them. That's right. So that there's no harm in, in telling them that. There's no harm in believing that that is the voice of the Lord. And the more you practice that, then the more you're going to, to recognize it when it is his voice. So That is so good, Katie, because if we speak what God speaks through the truth of his word, yeah. we're on safe territory. But, but you got to know the word. You got to yeah. know the word. We got to be in the I, word. I That's think right. A lot of times prophets want to say what God's saying, but they're not even sure what he says in, in the word. Yeah. Right, right. And what he speaks will never contradict his word. He's mm-hmm. not going to contradict himself. And then also, he will not contradict his heart, yeah. his nature. And so when did you ever see Jesus? I mean, he was with a corrupt governmental leader. I mean, he was with the yeah. prostitute. He was with these. And what did he do? He didn't rebuke and attack. He loved. Mm-hmm. In fact, the ones he was hard on were the religious people who thought they had it all together yeah. and kept the law perfectly, right? He was hard on them because their righteousness was in their works. Yeah. And so he was looking at the outcast. He was looking at the mar- and he came to seek and save those that were lost. In fact, he said, listen, a physician doesn't come for the well. The physician comes for the sick. Mm -hmm. So he had a heart for humanity. And so we have to not just communicate the truth, but communicate the truth through the heart of Christ, through the heart of the Holy Spirit, through the heart of the Father. And I'll just say this for a about two and a half years ago, I was having a major encounters with the heart of God. And the heart of God, I felt his grieving heart mm-hmm. for how humanity was devalued and dehumanized and, and how people were so cruel, you know, all the division, all, uh, all the things that were taking place in our nation. And with valuable human beings were being so attacked. Yeah. And it's so 
the father's heart was broken and it was breaking my heart. And it just rocked my world to the core because I realized we can do what seems so spiritual and so godly, but if our heart isn't for the brokenness of people, we're missing God. Yeah. That's why love has been such a challenge for me uh, lately because it really shows me who the heart of God. It shows me the heart of love. And so uh, love refuses to be jealous, but celebrates others instead. Yes. So whenever I'm feeling that, I have to think, okay, no, love isn't going to be jealous. So instead, I'm going to actively celebrate that person. Or uh, love is not easily irritated. <laughs> so when I'm getting easily irritated, I have to say, okay, wait, wait, wait. If I respond that way, being easily irritated, I am not showing that person the heart of God. I'm not seeing the goodness in them. I'm not seeing um, the the value that they hold. So it's challenging me. Okay, God, I'm irritated. In my flesh, I am irritated right now. What would love's response be? How could, you know, show me your heart towards that person? And then communicating that. That's going to not just... Um, change the atmosphere in the moment, that's going to then open up a door for them to see who God created them to be and see who God is. Let me give you a practical way that you can implement in, that in your life. You you kind of gave some great examples, but I, I think of that stop, drop, and roll. Do you guys remember <laughs> uh-huh. that? that? Like fire safety. So think of that when something irritates you or something bothers you or you want to just react, you need to stop. Yeah. So you need to not react, but respond. So you stop mm-hmm. and then you drop, which is to humble yourself. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And then to roll, you know, a, a lot of charismatics get blamed for being holy rollers. <laughs> uh, but you roll, you you allow the Holy Spirit to take over. You allow the Holy Spirit to lead and guide you and direct you and speak to you. So when you're faced with these situations, when you need to walk in love where it's not easy, you need to stop, you need to drop, yeah. and you need to roll. And I believe that's going to affect the situation so much more because guess what? If you don't, that fire is going to just keep on raging. Do you just come up with that now? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I think about a lot (laughs) of things. It's catchy. So remember it. I don't know. I think I might have taught on that like a long, long time ago, but it, it, see, the, the Lord reminds, brings these things <laughs> yeah. up to your remembrance. So stop, drop, and roll. Yeah. That is so good. Yeah. You know, when we can see the value or the gold in someone, it's going to motivate us mm-hmm. to invest into them because you only invest into what you truly value. So if I can shift my mindset to align with heaven's mindset. I love in Isaiah 55, I use it all the time. He says, my thoughts are higher than your thoughts and my ways are higher than your ways. And he's giving us an invitation to partner with his thoughts and his ways. And when we do that, we'll see through his eyes, we'll see the value in people, and then we'll be motivated to invest. Mm -hmm. And right now, like I'm in a season in my life, so many changes have taken place that I am so aggressively uh, looking at some of the most hurting, some of the most wounded, and saying, how can I get with them? because they are worth my investment. And I have to be willing to make that investment if I want to see them healed and see them restored and see them grow and see them mature. I think what you just said, uh, that you have to be willing. Mm -hmm. I think that's huge, uh, that we have to be willing to do this. And as believers, we're actually called Mm -hmm. to um, be the, the 
the representation of his heart towards people. And so that is going to cost us. It's going to be work on our part. And we have to be willing to actually see the gold in people and pull that out in them. And yeah, it's, we're not commanded to be humble. We're commanded to humble ourselves. Yeah, that, you know, <laughs> that is so yeah. good. Man, you're full of it today. That's really good. <laughs> I don't know if that's the correct way to say it because, like, full of it? We like, have a part wisdom. of We have a, a responsibility. <laughs> full of it, yeah. I mean. All right. Yeah, I guess I'm full of something. I don't know. <laughs> so I guess that goes back to the, the question, like, what are the benefits of seeing the gold or seeing the value in people around us? What are the benefits of it? I mean, people hold so much. There is so much we can learn from people. There is so much that we can, um, they're going to, people can benefit you. <laughs> you know, we're not doing it for mm -hmm. that reason. Um, but people are beautiful. They hold so much value and worth. Um, there, there are things I look at people and I say, like, I am a person who I will faint at, like the sight of a needle. Like I don't do well in <laughs> hospitals. I just don't. I took a friend in for surgery. She's laying there on getting ready for surgery and I passed out. And then I'm in the bed next to her. It just doesn't go well. So that to say, when I look at someone who is good at the medical profession, that's like what they were made for. I'm mm -hmm. so grateful for them because we all have differences. We all yeah. have things we're good at. We all have um, strengths where someone else is weak and vice versa. And so by not opening your eyes to see the, the value that another person holds, you're missing out on so much that, that they could offer to you and to the world. Yeah, that's really good. We really should invest into people to draw them to Jesus, not to make clones of ourselves, yeah. to think like us, to act like us, to do what we think is the most important thing to do, but to help them to discover um, if they're non-believers, discover what it's like to be born again, to yeah. discover what it's like to have Jesus and and having being a new creation in Christ and the process of renewing our mind. Or if it's a new believer, that it's just to grow and mature. The fact is they hold such a treasure and God did not make any person to be the same. Mm -hmm. And so if we don't look at someone through the grid of what we think they should be, but help them discover who God called them to be, then we'll get rid of our uh, egocentric uh, expectations and just say, no, I have a responsibility to my father to draw people to him. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but if I feel super judged or mm -hmm. criticized or condemned or... You're not going to want to come over to my that's house. Not, <laughs> that's not the team I want to join. <laughs> and so I don't know what the quote is. Somebody said, you know, that like the church is the biggest deterrent to, mm. to people getting saved, which is so heartbreaking. Um, and I can't say, you know, I'm not perfect either. But to me, that's a huge challenge is that as the church, we need to represent him really well. And so that is not through um, the ways of the world. And, you know, I don't, I can't look at the world being the world and judge them. But guess what, guys, if you're my brothers and sisters in the Lord, and and the same, if if I'm doing something out of character, then I need to be called out on that if I'm doing something out of the character of God, because we need to hold each other accountable to represent him well, because um, this is 
this is a big deal. This is not just um, so someone can feel good. This is a life and death situation. Uh, this is family. You know, we were um, we were called to model him well, to represent him well on the earth, so that they can come in and know the love of God for themselves. I remember uh, reading a book. It was a leadership book. It's probably I believe John Maxwell, but it was talking about um, finding significance. And what what the book was talking about was, you know, finding significance is not how successful you can be in the platform that you can build. It's but it was about investing into those around you, building platforms for them, mm-hmm. pulling the gold out of people, uh, seeing their value, and that's what really brings true significance. Yeah. Most definitely. And so I think that's a real challenge. I think we can we can be so much about our plan or in our destiny and our gifting, where I think if we would just begin to look around us and see the value that other people hold mm-hmm. and and encourage them and build them up and you know, that's where we're gonna make a, a true impact. Yeah. And and find greater significance in our life. And that's really powerful as you as a young man you know, holding that mindset. You know, I recognize the older I get, uh, it's it's not having a life of getting, it's having a life of giving that really satisfies. And um, like, I know I'm in the third trimester of my life, as it were. <laughs> and so I want to make, uh, I want to make the most investments that I can because everything we do on this earth has eternal consequences positively. Mm -hmm. And it's not just getting a reward or getting crowns. It's all that we get to take with us, all those valuable people that if we wouldn't make that investment, uh, they might not have the opportunities. So So we really focused on, you know, uh, tapping into, leaning into God's voice to, to see the gold and hear what God has to say about someone's value, but what are some practical ways that we can actively pull the gold out of people? I know for me, it's just sometimes it's a pat on the shoulder mm-hmm. or just uh, an encouraging word. You know, so what what are some other ways that we can actively pull, you know, those things that are valuable? Because, hey, if you come in and you're mean and you're nasty and you're judgmental, guess what? People are going to close up. Yeah. yeah. And they're not going to release what's truly inside of them because you're functioning in fear. They'll function in fear. And, you know, fear always ends in uh, destruction, in my opinion. We yeah. do crazy things when we're afraid. Yeah. yeah. And really, so if you can create a safe environment when someone's around you, I mean, really people, and I'm not saying I do this perfectly, but people get around me and I'm so real about life (laughs) that they're not afraid to share their battles, their struggles, their shame, their fears, because it's not a place of judgment. It's a place of, hey, I can relate. So guess what? There is a solution and you don't have to fight this battle alone, but we're going to stand together and we're going to agree together. And I'm going to be willing uh, to make an investment into you. And when someone knows that you love them enough to make an investment into them, uh, that speaks volumes to them because I'm not telling them what to do. I'm standing with them as they're purposing to do it. But I need them to want it. Yeah. You know, I can't do it for them. But when they desire to go on a journey, I'm willing to go on that journey with them. So the simple way to say that would be authentically yeah. listening to their story. Most definitely. 
just so being that's authentic. One way, yeah. yeah, with who you are as well. Yes. Yeah. yeah. For me, the the big challenge can be is just getting the words out of my mouth. <laughs> I think it's real easy to have good thoughts about people. Like I'll be at a grocery store and and someone is just a good cashier. And I think it and I'm like, yeah, that's awesome. But I don't ever mm-hmm. tell them, well, you know, <laughs> it's not doing them much good if I'm not expressing it. And so for me, sometimes it's just um, it's just telling people what they're good at. Mm-hmm. And that's really easy to do. And that's a really great place to start because, you know, if if I just tell them something that they're good at, most of the times you're going to get a positive response, a smile, you're going to get a thank you. And that's going to open the door up to whether there's further conversation there or whether there's not. And I, that's, that is a challenge for me. I am the person that gets on the airplane and hopes that the other person just puts their headphones in and doesn't <laughs> talk to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's my, yeah. I'm happy for that. And so for me, it's just breaking out of that, like, you know, introverted thing and just actually telling, telling people, making it a purpose that I am communicating to other people that their value and what they're good at. And that's not patronization at all. No. What that is. I mean, is, if they're not good at their job, I'm not going to tell yeah, them that right, they're good exactly. at their job. Uh, but, you know. <laughs> oh, waitress being horrible. Be like, you're so You're amazing. so good at it. Like, that's a disservice to all. <laughs> that would be dishonesty. Yeah. Yeah, yes. There, there's something that I think of often, uh, like throughout the day, especially when I'm out and about with people, whether it's at the grocery store or wherever. And uh, this question I ask myself multiple times, what can I do? What can I say that can generate value? Yeah. And so I look for opportunities and, you know, I really purpose to be intentional. Uh, we had to put my uh, mom, because she had digressed physically so much into uh, a nursing facility. And when I go down there, it's like, I know their names. I compliment <laughs> them. I introd- introduced, you know, the staff. Oh, this one, they helped me with this. Yeah. They are amazing. They are so intelligent. And I'm not, I mean, I'm telling the truth about this stuff. And this one, they are so amazing with people. And- Which I love that, that you are telling, you're talking good about other people to people. Yes. And so it's not just talking to them directly, but you're beginning to uh, speak good about a person to someone else, which then is going to plant that seed in their mind that that is, you know, and that's I a went, great person. I, I went and got a couple dozen donuts, you yeah. know, I took it. And then, but the note was how I value the mm-hmm. nurses, how I value those that are caring and investing. And because there's a lot that I don't see. I see the administration. I might see a nurse or two, but there's so many that I don't see. And I wrote this this card with that because I just so wanted to generate value in that place. I mean, mm-hmm. here is here is a whole new ground I've never been in, a whole new place with different people. And it's like, how can I intentionally yeah. find ways to generate value? Yeah. And it's so much fun. Yeah. If this becomes the practice of our life, we will feel good every time we do good. Yeah. And when it aligns with the word of God, we are actually, when we release truth, we are establishing God's kingdom right there and right then. Mm-hmm. It's a spiritual thing. It's not just a mental thing. Yeah. Another practical way is just challenge yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I know for me, I'm I'm like Katie where I, I could be in a room and be content just not having any yeah. <laughs> interaction with people. Just, you know, 
Um, but I challenged myself to go and talk with people and be interested in conversation. And so I challenged myself and to be honest, it's opened up more doors for me mm-hmm. and given me more opportunity to have impact. Yeah. yeah. Is it my natural uh, way of functioning? <laughs> no, but I challenged myself. So it, if you want to pull the gold out of people around you, some some of you just have to challenge yourself to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would say one more practical thing is do not feed into the negative narrative. Mm-hmm. I think of social media. I was just talking beforehand. I was like, man, people are just nasty <laughs> on social media, like the comments, Christians included. Um, and so I there, I don't know who said it a long time ago, but it's like, check yourself before you wreck yourself. It's like, yeah. just check your, before you hit enter, before you let the words out of your mouth. If it is not adding life and value, just don't, just don't do it because we do not, the world doesn't need any more of that. Just don't. (laughs) And and when you check yourself, don't just hold it inside. Just say, what in the world am I afraid of? Why (laughs) am I thinking this way? Why is this my mindset and my attitude? Because it's really contrary to Christ. Yeah. And it's contrary to, to the heart of the father. And so uh, when I have an internal thought that doesn't align with the word of God, I don't want to put my emotional energies into justifying it, yeah. but to confront it and say, Holy Spirit, come and create in me a clean heart, renew mm-hmm. a right spirit within me. Because none of us are perfect, mm-hmm. and so we desperately need the grace which is the divine enablement of the Holy Spirit to empower us to look like Jesus. Yeah. And, and we're all a work to, in progress, right? Yeah. It goes back to humility too. You know, if humility, it gets out, take the knee. Don't be afraid to, you got to go clean up your mess. Like you might say, oh man, I wish I wouldn't have said that. So take some responsibility and, and go clean that up and, you know, apologize and, and speak life and speak value because that's what's really going to. Um, take you from just thinking something to it becoming a new pattern to where you are are a value generator in in the world. We hope that you got something out of today's episode. We hope that you're challenged to see the gold in people. Uh, just ask the Holy Spirit, say, God, help me to see what you see in those around me. And I, I promise you, as you give way to his voice, as you listen and you obey his voice, uh, you're not only going to feel life for yourself, but you're going to be uh, modeling the way for the world around us to know the love and the value that God has for each and every one. Thanks for listening to Life Exchange. We'll be back next week with more conversation on topics of life and leadership. Until next time, be sure to check out our website at givinglight.org, where you can learn more about our church and access loads of resources to help you grow in your walk with God and people. If you like what you heard today, we'd be grateful if you leave a five-star review and share with your friends. Be blessed. Remember to shine your light and have a great week. Thank you.